McFarland Show. Darren and Justin here, live Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. By the way, you can watch us every day on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We said we would head east. We're going to do that to begin the second hour of the program here on this Monday. Let's check in with our man, Vince Ferrara, 99.1, the sports animal there in Knoxville. Vinny, how was your weekend? Man, it was good because the sun finally poked out. I know. Again, I've said this before with you guys, we deserve it. So hopefully it'll stay for a while. But had a great weekend. Obviously, the Super Bowl was awesome. And I hope you guys had a great weekend, too. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful day here, too, as well. We'll get to probably the uh, dark clouds and the gray hovering over uh, at least the basketball arena. We'll get to that in just a moment. What were your thoughts and takeaways on the Super Bowl. And by the way, congratulations to Trey Smith as he becomes a Super Bowl champ. Mm-hmm. How about that? Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. Let me start there. Lost his mother at the age of 15. I mean, that is just so heartbreaking to think about that. And he well, uh, ended up, he said he made two promises to her while she was sick before she passed away that he would get his college degree, and that he would play in the NFL. So he delivered on the first, he over-delivered on the second. Because not only has he played in the National Football League, he started from day one, played at a high level, and now after just two years, he is a champion. So uh, unbelievable there. And then all the ups and downs after that, after his mom had passed. He ended up being the number one recruit in the country, according to ESPN. Came to Tennessee, so heralded, and started playing so well, then had the blood clots that jeopardized his football career. And, you know, he's thinking, I don't know if I would play football. I made a promise to my mom, things out of his control. He was able to get back and play, play well. Couldn't post COVID, couldn't really get enough medical info to the NFL teams to where they felt good enough to take him where he belonged in the upper part of the draft, ended up going to the sixth round to as good of a franchise as he could have possibly have dictated if he had his own choice, and then ends up being a champion after two years. And um, just incredible story. And uh, a guy that is immensely popular with Tennessee fans that are so happy for him. Uh, man, he was a big part of that, Creed Humphrey. And that whole line was the, the key to the game <laughs> because of the Eagles' dominant pass rush, and they were able to keep Mahomes upright. He did his thing. Such a generational player, Mahomes, and he was able to run enough. And then the, the coaching of Andy Reid was such a difference there and Eric Bieniemy. Uh I heard Steve Weich is a, 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 a really great guest that I've gotten on Uh, our station interviewed a bunch of times. He said uh, a little bit earlier that the Jaguars did that to the Eagles earlier this year and what they were doing in the red zone with the stack and that wide receiver coming in motion and stopping and then darting back to the pylon and wide open. Exact same thing against Jacksonville on tape against Philly. And the Eagles were able to make sure they were doing that on second down and then execute it on third. So coaching the best player in the world, um, and then the Eagles just not able to run the ball enough or get enough pass rush. Um, love the halftime show. I'm a big Rihanna fan. That was, you know, grow, just when I was younger and loved all her music and uh, just everything from DeMar Hamlin pregame to oh, just so many of the national anthem, 
all of it was was top notch. Yeah, some controversy, but isn't it typical of this year? Indicative. You had a double digit comeback. You had parity, and you had officiating controversy. That's the way the league uh, was all season. So it was fitting to end that way. By the way, we're back to square one on what's a catch, what's not to catch in the NFL. Yep. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, yeah. You know? I square mean, one in the middle of the ocean, like with no no guidance on how to get on shore. We're That's all just we're flipping all coins just every time they, they challenge it. Yeah, you never know. Just yeah, 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 I mean, sure. In fact, whatever you, think, whatever you think and you believe, and you believe just go the opposite. And That's typically what it's going to be. Or they stick to the original call sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's switch gears to the basketball team. Wow, rough week for the Vols. I mean, you talk – and Vescovy at the free throw line. Yikes. But to lose two games in that fashion, and especially Saturday where they had battled all the way back and took control late in the game, to lose like that in that atmosphere – Yikes. I was watching it live and I was like, oh my gosh, that just happened. Yeah. And then after what happened in Nashville as well, where they had so many opportunities to put that game away and Julian Phillips on the breakaway, where if he dunks, it's a two position game with about 10 seconds to go and it's over. Then you had the missed free throw. Then you leave a three point shooter, which the coaches told them not to leave a three point shooter, whatever you do. You can give up the two. You can't give up the three. And they gave up the three. And then they had other opportunities to seal that game against Missouri as well. The missed free throw by Vescovy, who's their best free throw shooter. So this is just a tough stretch for him. And then you have the lane violation by Owaka after that. And uh, so, uh, and then you give, and then the foul from Ziegler. Prior to that, a few minutes left in the game changed things for Tennessee because now instead of you're on a roll, you have the comeback, you tied the game, taking the lead, and now you have a, uh, a backcourt foul that's unnecessary to take that chance, and he fouls out, and they're nowhere near as good when he's not running the point. So they didn't have their best players to close out their game. That game they already didn't have Josiah Jordan-James. Julian Phillips left with a hip injury that he re-aggravated after hurting it in practice those guys unknown for their status against number one alabama on wednesday uh and then you know you give up the clean look at the end so um just for them to be the number one three-point defensive team in the nation and then the last two games set new highs for opponent threes 10 by vandy was a season high against them and Mizzou blew that away with 14 made threes. 24 in your last two games, mm. tough to win that way. It, you, they shouldn't have even been in that, in that position for those buzzer beaters. You can point to a lot of things at the end of the games, but there's some core things they got to fix on this team to not be in those positions. And now they get uh, number one, Alabama, which I thought, honestly, was on uh, – Upset alert on Saturday, and I was wrong. I thought there was a real shot they were to go down to Auburn at their at Auburn's place, and it didn't happen. I mean, they're just legit. They they rolled through Florida earlier in the week, and and they're on a roll. And uh, so now this is going to be yet again another huge test for Tennessee, a team that's lost three out of their last four. 
Yeah, and Alabama has some things that Tennessee does not. Uh, they have the the true depth. They have depth in guys that can really contribute and do things for you, whether it's score or uh, rebound. They, they've got guys that that are can go to the end of the bench and really come through for you, whereas Tennessee is starting to kind of shrink it's depth, and then their depth is a little bit more in roles. Like, they're getting outscored on the, on the bench a little bit more regularly now. Key probably was different because he had the biggest offensive game for them, but there's been times where they have not been very good uh, off the bench. And then uh, Tennessee as well, uh, they don't have the ability to just dial a bucket up and just go to someone uh, Alabama has drivers. They, they shoot a lot of threes, but they drive hard to the basket. They put pressure on you. And then so they can win in different ways. They're so athletic. Brandon Miller, to me, is your freshman or not. I don't care what class he is. He's the best player in the league. He's one of the best players in the country already as a freshman. He'll be a top five NBA pick. Um, Tennessee just does not have that kind of, of explosiveness to the table that they bring to the table that Alabama does. Look, Alabama is so young with their three freshman starters and more on that team, and that's typically something that doesn't win you in the postseason. But, man, everybody is flawed. And I've talked to a number of former coaches and analysts that they'll say, yeah, I hear that, but I'll take talent over experience any day. And Alabama has that where Tennessee has the experience wouldn't put it past Tennessee to win this game, right? It's, you know, Tennessee has, has good players too now, not riding them off for the year. But right now, Alabama is the better team and the more dynamic team and will be a, a challenge. And Tennessee now has lost three of the last four, two of them at home to teams they, you know, that are playing well that, uh, you know, they, they're better than. So you, you go from 25 straight, I think it was, at home to two straight. Um it's yeah, it's it's not too straight, but two recent losses, I should say, uh, at home. So yeah, very very tough for them right now. Talking about the play of key off the bench, uh, a, a player that's averaging nine points a game all of a sudden comes in and gives you twenty three points in thirty one minutes off the bench. I mean, is this just a hot night for him? Did did you see this coming on at some point out of this player? Well, Justin. He was my pick as the pregame player interview, so I saw it coming. No, just, <laughs> oh, wow. There we go. It continues. The streak is still alive. <laughs> yeah, Josiah Jordan James when he had his last good game, too. Uh, no, uh, I'm just kidding on that. But uh, he has that ability. Rick Barnes has been begging him to be more aggressive and then shoot when he's open. He's still trying to figure some things out. He's best when he's off the ball. When Ziegler's not in the game, he has to – run the point, which takes him away from his being able to run off screens and move. Um, But the problem is, is when Tennessee's had explosive nights like this, Phillips, James, Kamwa, now Key, the consistency of it afterwards, we just haven't seen it. We see guys spike up, and then we see them kind of blend back in, and now somebody else has to do it, or it's a balance scoring. So, I'm not saying that now the Indiana uh, State Tyree Key is here to stay. 
um, they needed his shot making, and they made shots. They're almost even in three-point uh, makes in the game. But he's still coming off the bench uh, when they're healthy, and they just need him to play that way when he gets his, his opportunity. So um, it, it's I, I, I still TBD on whether we've seen a new Tyree Key. So Tennessee uh, slides to number 10 here in the latest AP poll. Uh, Vince, how much of this do you believe is just other teams giving Tennessee their best shot because they're Tennessee? If you want to make a name for yourself in the conference right now, the best way to do so is beating Tennessee or beating Alabama. Well, I'm sure that teams uh, are motivated to be both of those teams, especially Tennessee, because Tennessee has had a little bit more sustained success and um, and they've had a higher ranking or, or a very high ranking up until this drop to 10. So, um, you know, I, I think teams are playing Tennessee pretty consistently now and they understand Tennessee's personnel when you're in conference. Teams are coming out to Tennessee's three-point shooters and they're forcing them to work really hard on the offensive end because Tennessee can't get any easy baskets they have to work hard on the offensive end every time. They're unwilling to get out on the break, which is something that Rick Barnes and the players talked about before the season. Hey, we're going to get out and run. We have the team to get out and run. Tennessee has 11 fast break points in the last six games. 11 mm. total in the last six games. And in the Vanderbilt game, they only had three free throw attempts. They got to the line a bunch against Mizzou, but – they have not been getting to the line enough. So when you don't make uh, free throws or get to the line and then you don't get fast break points, wh- where are you going to get a breather? You have to work so hard on every possession. And I think this team has a little bit of fatigue because of how hard they have to work on the offensive end. And now it impacts their defense at times and at the end of ball games when you've had a grind of a game. So I think it's kind of everything is blended and connected in right now and why Tennessee's had this struggle. Can they get out of it? They have good players, too. They have great coaching. So I think they can, but they gotta they, they have to start out by getting some easy points, which they have not been doing very much of here for a good while. All right, switching gears to baseball very quickly here, uh, Vince. Uh, I know baseball season uh, gets underway coming up here on Friday. I know uh, Vanderbilt is uh, going against uh, TCU and uh, – the Vols also in a tournament here as they take on Arizona. Your thoughts about uh, the UT baseball team now starting to make that run or just starting to get uh, their campaign started here? Yeah, number two in most of the preseason polls going out to Arizona. They'll be playing at a couple of spring training sites uh, out there. And then also uh, they'll be at, uh, at Grand Canyon, which is there in, that, in the Phoenix area. They'll play at their park as well so um you know it's the it's not the marquee off-season or pre-conference tourney but you get a chance to travel and see how this team does out of the gate what you have and uh and then work on getting some pitching they still have to figure out the outfield because they have about five candidates they can they will probably have a different outfield in every game Uh, i think they're pretty settled in the infield their staff is fantastic and deep with a lot of young arms, a lot of excitement with this team because if they come together and they're developed like they have been, can be another great team this year with Tony Vitello. Can't wait to get it started. I'll be calling some of their home 
all their home games for the most part when I'm not traveling with, with basketball, uh, once they start streaming games and then our radio games will start in a, in a few weeks in March as well. The main question is, or the big question is, are they playing Tarleton state this year? <laughs> Wait a minute, that's, uh, that's a show joke. Never mind, don't answer it. Okay. It's okay. You won't it's let that go, joke. will you? He's just yeah, on that, no, okay. No, All right. I had to sneak that in there. <laughs> hey, appreciate it as always. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how Wednesday night plays out there in Knoxville as they host number one Alabama. First time a Crimson Tide have been number one in, I think, two decades. So uh, should be a great college basketball game. Vince, thanks for doing this. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I appreciate it. I encourage everyone to go to our website real quick, 991thesportsanimal.com. My colleague Jimmy Himes had a story on Tennessee Athletic Department legend Gus Manning, who passed away at the age of 99. My experiences with him were uh, memorable, unbelievable, such an icon, and a great perspective from Jimmy. He was a close personal friend of his. Just go to the blog section, you'll you'll see it there. But always great to, to talk to you guys. Appreciate you. Hope people check that out. Vince, thanks for doing this. Thanks, guys. That is Vince Ferrara, 99.1, the sports animal there in Knoxville. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Take your phone calls. More discussions. 615-844-5600. Right here on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen?